welcome to another episode of Forsaken Film Reviews. I'm the Forsaken Ferret with another film to review. As you know, I look at films using my scene method, where I analyze a movie for story, character, execution, nuance, and entertainment. This episode, I'm going to examine 2005's horror film, simply titled Boo. Yeah, I got some juice going and a few things rigged. This is gonna scare the piss out of them. This place is pretty creepy all on its own. Okay, girls, you can open your eyes. No, I'm not going in there. Come on, Jesse. Show me a little Halloween spirit. Welcome to Santa Mira Hospital. That's good. Why would worst fake haunted house when we can come here and explore the real thing? Whoa. I'm not getting in there. Did you hear that? Uh, I heard that. Come on out. None of this is funny. It's kind of choking around. Some buildings don't have a 13th floor. This place shouldn't have had a third. The doors are locked, the windows are all far. Suck. Oh my god. Hey guys, we just went down two flights of stairs, right? Yeah. How come we're still on the third floor? I know all the stories about this place. The third floor put up all the nut jobs. It was a fire a long time ago. No one got out. What's happening? rather fun film to watch. It contained your typical jump scare tactic, but it also held moments of ambient horror as well. Boo's story is your typical haunted house story. We find a group of friends trapped in a haunted hospital this time, where the spirits are either trying to get their attention or trying to escape the hospital by possessing the friends. Unfortunately for the ghosts, one insane one in particular, the possessed individuals soon fall apart and melt away into this gooey-like substance. But one of the friends also possesses a gift which allows her to have visions of the spirit's stories, and she also holds the secret of getting out of the hospital. The characters were decent and relatable, in my opinion. Trish Corin plays Jessie Holden, a woman with a psychic gift to see spirits, and she's able to use that power to look into the truth of what had happened at the hospital. 
it is hinted that this power possibly affected her mother and caused her mother's premature death, actually. Corrin has worked with the writer and director of this film and several of his other films, including Para Homeless Activity and Sharknado. Now, I have to admit, after seeing this film, I did think it was kind of clever to have her play a character called Nurse Holden in the Sharknado films. Jesse's boyfriend, Kevin, is played by Joan Van Over. He isn't the best of characters, as he's somewhat of a coward and a cheat, but Van Over does a really good job of making you hate him in the film. Kevin's counterpart is Freddy, and he's played by Josh Holt. His character is likable as, as the man who never seems to get the girl. Marie, meanwhile, plays Jesse's counterpart in the film. And like Kevin, you don't find her to be that much of a redeeming character. These friends are soon joined by Meg, Alan, and Barnes. Meg and Alan are a good brother-sister team in this film, and I really love the Barnes character, uh, who's this uh, police officer who previously was a black exploitation film star named Dynamite Jones. On the other side of the equation, uh, we have Jacob, played by M. Stephen Felty, and an unnamed ghost girl, played by Taylor Hurley. Both were creepy and menacing, and certainly a joy to watch. Also playing a key role is veteran Dee Wallace, who plays Nurse Russell in the film. So, I have to say, I was shocked to find out this film was written and directed by Anthony C. Ferrante. Not because he isn't a capable director or writer, it's just that people that know me know that I'm not the biggest fan of sharkploitation films that have become popular in the last few years. And Ferrante is the guy responsible for the Sharknado franchise. So I have to admit, uh, maybe I hadn't been giving Ferrante uh, a really good chance. Uh, having recently discovered that my hate for Michael Bay also wasn't absolute. And now that Ferrante is making a film that I enjoy, does that mean that I have no longer any unfair director grudges anymore? <laughs> The execution of this film is good. Uh, the special effects and the sound were played for effect. It does get a bit overused toward the end, however, but it isn't too over the top. If anything, film ferrets hungry for the nostalgic 80s slime horror uh, will have a few scenes that they can take back with them. The nuance of this film, again, is one of the typical haunted house film. There are several jump scares as well as some horrifying visuals. The film overall does feel unfocused at times, though. The scary girl story, though helping to define the major bad guy in the film, doesn't feel like it's part of the overall story. It really got lost with the Nurse Russell storyline in terms of the hero's path to the solution. I felt that it was more like a, a side quest mission in a survival horror game. That said, I was somewhat entertained by Boo. The story, character, execution, and nuance can't come together uh, enough to keep the story interesting. But it simply lacks that wow factor, though. Let's take a short break. When I return, I'll give you the scores for each of my scene categories, as well as my overall bowtie rating for the film. I'll see you in a few. 
One dark and stormy night in the mid-80s, Joe Bob Briggs, Harlan Ellison, and the ghost of El Santo pulled a train on Elvira while Siskel and Ebert sobbingly masturbated in the corner. From that union arose the greatest movie critic and luchador that ever lived. We're not going to talk about him. He's kind of a dick. Instead, we're going to talk about me, El Goro, the stuttering movie fan and host of the Talk Without Rhythm podcast. Every week on Talk Without Rhythm, I discuss two to three movies tangentially tied together by a theme. I cover action. And the most complete fighter in the world. Sci-fi. Open the pod bay doors, Hell. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Horror. Oh, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. And the continuing adventures of James Spader, sexual deviant. You're not worried that I'm going to fuck you, are you? I'm not interested in that, and I'm the least. Now pull up your skirt. So check me out at TWORpodcast.blogspot.com, drunkenzombie.com, or subscribe on iTunes. Talk Without Rhythm, the only podcast that will not attract the world. Adios. Are you hip to the fact that the greatest actors on earth are Corey Feldman and Linnea Quigley? Do you realize that Jim Wynorski and Neil Breen are the best directors? Then Junk Food Dinner wants you. Junk Food Dinner is the schlitziest cult movie podcast on the internet. Each week, three schlitzies each pick a movie and then relentlessly argue about them or occasionally lovingly agree upon them. Find us on your app of choice or online at junkfooddinner.com. I'm releasing these files to the public today. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum! Astro Radio Z is a horror cult exploitation film podcast hosted by me, Derek Carey. I was one of those monster kids growing up. The one that used to sit in the back end of that video store and scour over every single last film cover you saw back there. From the slashers to the monsters to the sleazy stuff. Yeah, I was freaking obsessed. And I still am. So much so, I became a filmmaker myself. Now I bring on all my filmmaker friends, critics, musicians, and any other fans of the dark arts, which are horror, exploitation, and cult film. Are you one of these people? Then tune in and listen to my show, Astro Radio Z. And welcome back, film ferrets. It's time to break down the film's scores. For story, I give Boo a three out of five. The story has some replay value here. The characters were fairly strong despite weak dialogue in places. The lead character of Jessie is interesting, but I felt that her psychic gift should have been uh, played up more. The Jessie character seemed to be steered toward possible romantic relationships with two other characters, despite belonging into a relationship already. So two out of five. Execution gets a three out of five, uh, mostly for the special effects. The scene with Duchess is my favorite. Nuance gets a two out of five. The film doesn't feel quite all together. 
it was more like a collection of ghost stories tied together by a single narrative instead of one complete narrative feeding each of the storylines. Entertainment gets a two out of five. It's a decent and watchable film, but not something that I think will get better with multiple viewings. So overall, Boo gets a 2.4 bow ties out of five. It's one of those films that I wouldn't mind watching again if it was already playing, uh, but it isn't one that I'll run to the video store to rent again specifically, though. Now, this wouldn't be a bad film for horror newbies either. Uh, it's not overtly gross or scary. It's a mild blend of all sorts of horror, in fact. So that wraps up another episode of Forsaken Film Reviews. I hope you enjoy this review. If so, please rate it and share it with your friends. Uh, to learn more about me, my rating system, or about other movies, check me out at forsakenfilmreviews.wordpress.com. And also, if you have a film that you would like me to review, please send your request to forsakenferret at outlook.com. And for even more cool stuff, be sure to check out all the other shows offered at the Astro Radio Z Network. There's a lot of unique content there that I'm sure that you can't find anywhere else. So I hope to see you next time with another Forsaken Film Review.